We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This is Gresh and Fourier. The fans here at Paycom Center really showing their appreciation for this historic offensive performance. Putting up a buck 50 and putting on quite the presentation. Andy Gresh. May not be the most popular thing to say, but you got to go through some shit if you want to get to where you want to get to, whether it's good or bad, and that's just how it is. Christian Fourier. The, the, the current New England roster compared to what it used to be when I coached against them. There's one player on that team that would have started for those teams, and that's Matt Judon. Everything else, none of these guys would have started. That's why I call it a JV team. Gresh and Fourier right now. Last week I can find open receivers if they're not laying on the ground hurt because Matt Patricia said both of you guys run 10-yard digs into each other. On W-E-E-I. Into the final hour address in Fourier. If you're not following us on Twitter and Instagram, then shame on you. Gresh Fourier, W-E-E-I on Twitter. Gresh and Fourier on the gram. Make sure you uh, find us wherever you are. Uh, Sal Capaccio, Bill's sideline reporter, will be with us around uh, 120. And I know that the Sal Sports has been on in this time slot where we've kind of busted his balls. But now it's a much more serious conversation about sort of what is the vibe and the feel in Buffalo. Uh, Andy Hart mentioned it with us about 20 minutes ago, Fourier. ESPN pushed back on the NFL and Troy Vincent. In the, well, we never told them that it was just a five-minute warm-up. And, you know, it's uh, Joe Buck mentioned it on the Monday Night Football broadcast. A lot of people were like, well, Joe Buck would have made that up. And we know that Troy Vincent, uh, to be polite, is a duplicitous pawn scum. So where do you come down on this? Did the NFL, are they just going to be like, yep, all right, standard operating procedure, we'll do our thing. Where do you land on this? Okay, so I'm trying to think of, like, uh, game day, like, protocol, like, how it works. You do games all the time. I do games. You get more information that other people get, right, because – you're providing the information to everybody who's listening. So you, you as if you're calling a game, you usually get the information first. And that usually comes from whom? Like a producer or director in your ear. Well, and... Right? and Not in add, the booth. No, but to add another layer of communication, though, they had their rules official 
that guy was in contact with New York. So there's that piece of it. But also, to your point, if you and I are, are doing a game and there's a replay, the replay goes through the truck. So yeah. the producer and the director, while we are talking, will will also give you the Iggy, hey, it's going to stay uh, there or they're going to overrule it. And that way, they do kind of tell you because, well, they're the one talking to the referee. So to your point, there are different kinds of communications within TV broadcasts with the game officials or, in this case, in the NFL with New York to where you can smarten everybody up pretty quick. Yeah, so I think in the big scheme of things, it is kind of interesting that you know the NFL and the ESPN, they're, they're partners. Like, they're in bed together for a long time. And sure as hell, it's like a, they're both pointing fingers. Like, they're responsible for the insensitive comments. They're responsible for not reading the room right. It wasn't ESPN. It wasn't us who said, hurry up in five minutes. It was the NFL NFL that said, hurry up, get your stuff together. We got to keep this thing going. I I mean, because Troy Vincent, I know you love Troy Vincent. Oh. Uh, you know, he's your guy. Oh, he you know? is. He's like, oh. I don't understand, like, why you can't, you can't just say, yeah, we didn't know how bad it was. We thought we this is what we do. We you know the guy comes off the field and I'm sorry I couldn't see what was going on and got misinformation. It was hectic. It was chaotic. Sorry. Do you think That's they were worried it. about? Do you think they were worried about setting the precedent because it could go from say the NFL came out and was like, listen, we did not take into account what the Bills players were going through. Could have done a better job. This is also an extreme circumstance as well. Do you think the NFL's a little worried that if they were like, well, we weren't sensitive enough to the Bills players, that when there is a major leg fracture, God forbid something else happens, it doesn't rise to DeMar Hamlin, but it's enough to where players can then be like, I'm psychologically scarred and I cannot play this game because I, like, uh, Oh, Celtics. Oh, no, no. Uh, Celtics. Len Bias. No, 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 no. <laughs> the guy, uh, Gordon Hayward. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wouldn't that have been... Say a Gordon Hayward situation happens in an NFL game. If the NFL had said, well, we weren't sensitive enough to the players of the Bills, if some guy all of a sudden his foot's backwards and you see it and you're horrified by it, at what point does it stop in terms of the, well, this injury forces us to stop the game? Yeah, so um, I look at it as... The NFL being so hyper-focused on protecting their image, like this whole perception that they care about the players and health and safety protocols and blah, 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 everything you've heard for like forever. So they don't want to be the one held accountable for saying, five minutes, everybody, five minutes, curtain time, five minutes, right? Right. Right? I feel like that is, or another thing that I thought of, and I don't know if you've ever... uh, if you ever had this experience where like when a guy would get hurt in practice, a guy would get hurt in practice, like a nine on seven drill or a team drill. Um, someone would tear their knee up or they, they break their leg or whatever, something where they couldn't walk. Oh, I know Everybody where. would kind of circle. Remember this? So everyone kind of, and then it was as simple as the guy's rolling in pain, yelling and screaming. There's all these trainers and doctors. And then the head coach says, all right, move the drill. And so the whole team moves Move 30 yards, drill. right? They move yes. 30 yards. And the guy is still laying on the floor on the turf. And they just say, move the drill. And instantly, they used to freak me out. Instantly, they forget about this guy because he doesn't exist anymore. He can't help you out. That's the image of the perception of the NFL. Like, oh, move, very much so. Like, Dude, get the body off the field. Let's go. Let's go. Five minutes. So if, if I was the guest, 
who was in charge about saying five minutes? Right. Well, it would be the NFL. It wouldn't be the refs, would it? Would it or would it? Well, I think the league would be the one telling the refs, here's how we're going to handle it. Yeah, so the league. So the league, yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, I think I think there was a, we're just going to do what we normally do, and, it, and then that's where the players were like, no. And that's why when they suspended the game and the players went into the locker room, you and I touched on this yesterday, that that's when it became in the players' hands. The Bills players really were the ones that were kind of dictating whether the game was going to be played or not. And we came to find out that those players clearly did not want to continue and play the game. Yeah, see, to me, the first thing I wrote down in my notes, like even watching this game, was the fact that it was five minutes to get ready to play. That's the first thing I thought of that I wanted to leave with yesterday was who was the knucklehead who decided it was a good time to tell everybody five minutes Right? And so Joe Buck, you know, releases that statement. Five minutes, guys are going to go out and all warm up, and they're all going to be ready to play. No, they're not. Nope. And he's like, well, nobody's warming up. They're all just standing around. Nobody's getting ready. The dude is still on the turf. So I think if the NFL, uh, you know, what is it, Kern talking about the NFL is always stepping on a rake. Like, this is another example of them stepping on a rake. They're terrible liars. The NFL Tori Oh, no, a terrible that's liar. the one thing that they are very bad at is being uh, terrible liars. And uh, we know we got a little music bleed on uh, Twitch and other places, so we're working on it, folks. Everybody is sending in texts and uh, jumping on the Twitch chat and all that stuff. Uh, we are on it. <laughs> uh, someone said, I realize you guys got to fill air, but is there a difference between a horrible injury and an uncertain life and death situation really that complicated? It's not so much is it that complicated. It is the if you open the door or if you if you open the door a little bit, people are going to try to run through it and bust it open. And then it and then it goes from because I could argue that, you know, like we had the, the Clint Malarchuk example where he was a goalie in the 80s and his yeah. got cut. You know what I mean? That's but they got him out of there, got him off the ice, mopped up the blood and then kind of went on. I don't know. I would think that in a situation where if a player breaks their leg, and I'm trying to remember, there was somebody in the NFL within the last decade. Oh, I know what it was. When Alex Smith. Yeah. He almost lost a leg because there was a blood flow issue. So doesn't that count as a life and death situation? Well, that was, but that was, they didn't, they didn't realize that until... Well, either they got to him and then they got him in the ambulance. It was like, uh oh, I think he's got yeah. a problem here. Yeah, that was but severe. But we've now. But I guess that's the the overall point that uh, that I make in all this. Now, Uh-oh. I heard from a little birdie that you have been watching some stuff on Netflix. Oh, jeez. About we're gonna do this. Yeah, let's do this now. About yeah. Monarchy. Yes. Spitzball Cheerio. I know that we're a messed up family of group of people. However, they allowed Megan into our family, therefore causing problems. And the other two do a great job of making sure that they live up to the high standards of the monarchy, producing yeah. children, not at a rate of Christian Fourier level, but nevertheless, three little tykes to continue on our monarchy ways. And somehow, in the mind of the mass child producer, our friend Christian Fourier, the NFL is like the monarchy. Can you yes. explain? Okay, so you're talking about Harry and Meghan, which is on Netflix. 
together. My wife has been watching yeah, it, and I she loves it. it. I actually hated it. it. I, but one thing stood out to me. Were you forced to watch it, or did you watch it Kinda, kind of. But there was one aspect of that where it was like, all right, so the Harry and Meghan, they're like complaining about how the press is all up in their life and how the press and the people demand answers. And they feel like, you know, it's part of their way of life because, you know, like the royals are kind of like a... Kind of like the uh, the Kardashians in a way, but they're funded by the by the by the government. It's a tax funded royalties, like the royalty tax, whatever you want to call it. Go on, you okay. figure this out. Okay, so just like the NFL, I think it's weird because somehow people who cover the NFL, fans of the NFL, they treat the NFL and issues in the NFL, problems, circumstances, different than they do the NBA, Major League Baseball, and hockey. It's almost like this this like monarch feeling where the people and the papers say, Hey, hey man, we pay your taxes. You gotta tell us everything. We gotta get up in your life. You gotta talk about your children. You gotta talk about your marriage issues. You gotta talk about all this stuff. You don't have a choice. You're part of the monarch. And I feel like it's the same thing like with the NFL where people are sitting there yelling and screaming about, Hey, you gotta tell us more information. You're not being honest with us. You gotta tell the truth. Like the NFL technically doesn't need to tell you a damn thing. Like, they don't need to tell you anything. They don't need to give you details. They don't. Like, they're a privately held company. Like, they're not, this isn't a public company. You don't own stock. You don't own Packers. Like, I mean, so I just thought it was interesting how similar they are. Like, the NFL, how the demands of the NFL and Roger Goodell and ownership feels like like it's like this fishbowl like Megan and Mary are in. It's a stupid comparison. Well, I know. No. It just feels, it felt weird when I heard people on like the radio and TV bitching and complaining about they don't have enough information. So the way I think we could attack this is it's the unrealistic expectations of what people think they deserve or that they're owed. And I think now that because of social media and let's be real, you have one giant NFL umbrella with 32 individual businesses that are under this giant corporate umbrella that still ties into the public trust. You want to know that the players on the team you root for aren't pieces of trash. You want to know that your owner is going to do the right thing, be philanthropic, be a good person, also provide you with comfortable surroundings for you to be able to spend your money and sit in the stadium or watch on TV and all that stuff. Those are choices. So what we've now, but what we've now gotten to is, is that because I spend my money, you owe that to me. That's what people think. And I don't think that is the case. And your example is extreme in terms of the pressure on Harry and Meghan. But the NFL yesterday, if it wasn't for people praying on television about, you know, uh, DeMar Hamlin, uh, there might have been a little more criticism of the NFL or the why did it take so long. But I really think that's where they showed a little humanity and talked to the players and communicated with the teams. Therefore, it took a little bit longer. Everybody wants everything instantaneous like this. Oh, that guy almost died? We'll just cancel the game right now. And it's like, okay. Yeah, but if I'm They're going to press the brakes for a second to make sure they get it right, not react to public sentiment. But if I'm Chips O'Toole and I'm, my taxes are going to support the Royals, I feel like I do have a legitimate 
stake in their lives. My taxes are going to support their lifestyle, their private jets and their yachts. Ships NFL NFL Plus is not the same thing as my taxes being taken Well, up. you know that what's really funny? Point. The 617 says the NFL is not a private company. It gets huge tax breaks, which is interesting. That is true. There is the whole antitrust exemption. And ask the people in Las Vegas. You know, they contributed $700 million to that rumble-looking stadium in the desert. But it is interesting that I think <laughs> your overall point is the level of scrutiny. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That is on them. I need a little help landing it. That's okay. That's all right. Hey, sometimes you got to, you know, it's a little wobbly. You get <laughs> it, it in there. Pull the flaps up. Uh, we still haven't gotten to the landscape of the AFC. We'll have to get into that tomorrow. Uh, by the way, no Razor tomorrow because he's in for Wiggy on the Greg Hill Morning Show. So Razor will be with us on Friday. But we do have Michael Irvin tomorrow at uh, 1.30. We'll talk Looking forward with, to that. That'll be fun. You'll have a blast. He's I hope be he, emotional as all get out. I hope he gets on a little bit early because both of you... Oh, boy. (laughs) It's going to be exit ramp city, maybe. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. For you. W-E-E-I. Get Boston Sports Original on the go wherever you go. Just download the Odyssey app. One twenty-five here with aggression. Foyer, day two of our show, and uh, the gentleman who joins us on the Harbor One Hotline had. Uh, been on in previous incarnations of uh, of this program in this time slot, and we have had our fun with uh, Bill's sideline reporter Sal Capaccio in the past. But uh, 
This is a real conversation with our guy, Sal Sports, Sal Capaccio from up in Buffalo, because uh, he was on the field and saw everything that went down in Cincinnati. Uh, Sal, it's Gresham Fourier. How are you? Good guys. Yeah, no doubt. Thanks. You know, obviously, you know, it's fun to have the banter back and forth over the years with these two teams and the situation and playing each other like they are this week. But, um, you know, what happened Monday night really hits home for all of us. We cover this league or in Christian's case played in the league, of course. And, you know, we're all, we're all thinking about and trying to, you know, find out what's happening with, with DeMar Hamlin here. So Sal, you were at the game, right? Yes. I was on the field. Oh, you were on the field. So can you, in your in your best ability, I, I may may be yeah. difficult. Can you kind of paint a picture for us as far as what you saw in real time and how it all started and ended? Yeah, sure. Um, so I was probably at the Bills, let's say twenty five yard line, maybe twenty yard line, coming at me. I like to stand down there as the sideline reporter in case there's a pass down that way. I get it. So you know, part of my job as the sideline reporter, a big part is to watch for injuries after every play. Someone limps off the field. You got to kind of be aware of that. Well, so I'm always scanning after the play, and I happen to see that whoever had made the tackle, I didn't see who it was at the time, just collapsed backward, as we've all seen on TV. And we didn't know who it was at first. And I'm telling my producer, hey, somebody just collapsed. I don't know what's going on. But immediately you saw the Bengals players that were right around there, were a couple of them, signaling for medical personnel to come on the field. And when you see that, you know it's got to be serious. Now, look, you know, Christian, we've always seen it. We've all been there and seen it. I've been a sideline reporter for nine years now. We've seen bad injuries, head, neck, head injuries, neck injuries, where, where guys get knocked out. They collapse. Like Things like that happen. They're motionless. So it's not completely foreign to see that. It's not completely foreign to see you know, medical personnel rush out there. But then a couple minutes later, I'm thinking, geez, am I, am I watching them do CPR here? Like, There's no way, right? And I couldn't tell if they were doing that. Were his pads were on? Were, were his pads on? His pads were on. Yeah, his pads were on. He had, so, they were he doing CP- so they were doing CPR outside his pads? I see. I, for some reason, um, I thought they did. They have a defibrillator also, or just CPR. So, so I, I was told later they did. I did not see one because we couldn't see exactly. There were so many bodies there. Now I didn't see them remove his pads because I didn't see them move him at all. So I'm assuming they did it with his pads on, unless they opened it up somehow to be able to do it underneath his pads. They might have done that. I, I believe there was a defibrillator there, but I did not see that. Well, all I could see was that I actually thought Christian they were. I thought they were just cutting off the face mask. Like with the arm motion, I could see them working really fast. You could see like that move, it would be kind of the same. And then, as we know now, that both those things were happening. Well, anyway, then the emotion started coming out from the Bills players. And, you know, even then, that's that's not totally unique, but it was a little bit of a different level. Like guys were just really broken up. I'm like, man, they must have – something's really going on here. Well, what what got – the biggest thing to me, what happened was after that, which is this is how it became – okay, this is not a normal injury, this is awful, whatever's happening in there is horrific. Everybody from the Bills' sideline, we're talking players, coaches, staff members, they went out on the field and they formed this big circle around DeMar and the medical team, and it was, I'll call it like a human wall, where they were shoulder to shoulder, holding each other, some were kneeling, some were standing, they were, some were sobbing, but they did it in a manner which DeMar was behind them to their backs. We were, as people in the stands or on the sidelines, we were to their front, and you could tell they did it so that no one could see inside that circle to see what was happening, and that what was exactly what that moment made it say to me, something is horribly wrong here. So, Sal, the ambulance drives off the field. Mm-hmm. We know that DeMar Hamlin is in that ambulance. You know something bad happened 
Then Sean McDermott gets the players. They all pray. We know there was the speech that uh, came from Steph Diggs to try to get everybody going. And then it was into the locker room. Kind of pick it up from there. Like, where were you in terms of getting information from people? What were people on the sidelines kind of saying? Like, you're used to the vibe on that Bills sideline. So what was it like right before they, you know, they got to the point of praying and then heading into the locker room? Yeah, and if I can go back even a minute and sure. tell you about like what it was like with the whole you brought up digs because there's a lot going on over the last 48 hours as you guys know about Joe Buck saying five minutes warm up and all that and there's a lot of you know maybe confusion on what happened so after they get him off the field and by the way one of the more emotional moments for me that I just want to tell everybody about was while he's on the field I turn around and I see at the base of the wall a woman wearing a blue DeMar Hamlin jersey, and it was his mom. And she would look at me, and I looked at a couple other people in security, and she said, that's my son, and I want to be in the field with him. And she was, you know, in some, some words like that. And I'm, I'm, it's been tough for me to talk about it, guys, because it, it's just, it was so, it's so embedded in me now, like going through this again and listening and remembering her. Because she looked at me, she looked at a couple people, and we couldn't help her get on the field because – there was a, um, where she was, there was no easy access to that. There was no access and entry point. Um, one of, so one of the Bills teammates, Dane Jackson, who actually played with Damar at Pitt, must have known where his family was and was actually turned and pointing, found her and talked to the Bills team chaplain. And he walked over and with security and Bill security and Bengal security got her navigated to where the, the, the ambulance was going to go. So luckily she was able to get in the ambulance with her son. I was told so was his dad. And I just wanted to throw that out there that he, his mom and dad were in the ambulance with them. So at the meantime, everybody's milling around. I see Stefan Diggs bringing everybody together. He's got tears coming down his face and he's kind of trying to re-energize the team. And then I see, the defense on the field, like they were on the field. The, the 11 players on defense were preparing for a snap. I never heard, never heard Sean Smith, the referee or anybody in the bill sideline say five minutes to warm up. Never heard that announcement. Never heard anybody talk about it. What I think happened was, and I know Christian, you'll speak to this specifically and personally. This is what you're trained to do, right? You go on and play the next play. Like that's what you've been taught since you were a little kid. Somebody gets hurt. You, yep, it's, it's awful. We pray for them. We hope for they're going to be okay, as, as gruesome as it might be, and they're going to go off, and we're going to get you updated later, but we're going to play the next play because that's what you do. So I don't know if anybody told them that they had five minutes to get ready. I never heard that. I just think that's what football players do. They think we have to go on to the next play. But we're all thinking, guys, how does this work? There's no way. I'm watching these guys sob. Stefan goes up to Saran Neal. Saran Neal is sobbing on the field. And Stefan grabbed him by his, his cheeks, and he's telling him, like, you got to go. Come on, let's go. we got to play this game. In the meantime, I can see in the tunnel, the ambulance is still there. It hasn't left, and it's got its lights on. I could see it. The players could see it. The coaches could see it. How the hell are you playing a football game, man, when that's your teammate in that, inside that ambulance right there after everything you just witnessed? Then we see Zach Taylor come over, Sean McDermott. They talk to each other. McDermott says go to the locker room. And, and to pick it up from there, Andy, um, we – we were not allowed to be like right next to the locker room. It was kind of a, we were a little bit off to the side. The locker room's in the corner there when you get in the tunnel. And we were trying to figure out what's going on, but no one would talk to us, but we could see Sean and Zach Taylor on the phone with somebody. And then I saw Sean McDermott, Brandon Bean and COO of the Bills, Ron Rakuya. They were huddled around. 
I'm on the air live, so I'm trying to go back on the field so I don't lose my signal inside the tunnel because it doesn't get a good signal to tell everybody what's going on. And then at one point, they told all of the media to get out of the tunnel and go back on the field, and they even told anybody with a camera to put it down, and they couldn't shoot any video into the tunnel. Wow. 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 So we're talking to Sal Capaccio, a Buffalo Bills sideline reporter. Great, great um, insight on that. Great. Thanks for sharing that, Sal. I know it's tough. So if it's tough for you, Sal, where does it sit with the players and their ability to continue playing? We know the first game, this last game has been canceled, right? Cincinnati game is not going to play that, at least not this week. Where are they at mentally, do you think, for this game against the Patriots on Sunday? It's a great question. So we don't know because today is normally a you know media Wednesday. You normally get Sean McDermott at noon, practice at twelve thirty. Um, the Bills announced this morning that they would ha- they would have only meetings and a walkthrough, and there would be no media availability. Now, when I say that, as you guys know, that means the media being that players being made available by the team itself. I know that Deion Dawkins was on CNN yesterday talking about tomorrow, so maybe you you see things like that. But we do not have the ability to go down to the stadium today, talk to the players see what they're talking about. As far as I know, tomorrow might be that day. It might be a day where we have Sean McDermott, but we're still not sure. We're not totally clear on that. We're going to take our cues from what the organization is ready for. And quite frankly, you know, that's fine. I I will tell you this. How do you put a game plan together, Sal? I'm just sorry to cut you off, but I know they had a a walkthrough today, right? But no media availability. How do you put a game plan together? Like, because the coaches are affected by the defensive coaches, you know, maybe more so than the offensive coaches, position coaches. Like, how do they put a game plan together to get ready for a Sunday? And and how do you even, I mean, there might be players out there, guys who they don't want to go to work. Right. Right. They, who, there's, there's guys, we, we all know that these kinds of things impact everybody on a totally different, in a totally different way. Everybody processes differently. There's going to be players, people, staff members who need to be around each other, want to go in there. They're going to want nothing to do with football. There's going to be people who want to get out on the football field, who want to play because that's what they do. And it, you know, it, it puts them in a better spot. There's going to be people who don't want to go to the facility and see Tamar Hamlin's locker and him not in their team meeting with them. But I will tell you this, Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean under them over the last, you know, five, six years here in Buffalo, I, I've been just so impressed by how much they have put to the forefront, the resources that they need available to everyone for mental health. And that has happened for the last several years. This isn't just in like this situation. They are very much open and um, available to always talk about how important it is to have everyone have the proper resources always available to them at all times with a mental, on the mental health side of things. So I would guess that today is a lot of that. Today is probably a lot of that because they very much believe in that, and it's going to take a lot of that. So to answer your question, question Christian, I don't know how they get to the next spot, which is you got a game to play on Sunday, much less what we don't even know about this Bengals game and how it impacts everything and what's going to happen with that and everybody thinking about what even happens with that. Yeah, It, it is something. Sal, do you fly on the charter? I'm just curious. Or, or do you guys go I, separate? I, I do. Um, you know, everybody's different. Our radio crew, I'm not employed by the Bills. I'm pl- employed by Odyssey, like right. you guys. Um, but but with our with our situation, we do fly on the charter. Um, what was I, that I like? Anything. Yeah, I can't discuss anything specific about the charter. I will tell you this. I'll get to when we were told the game was, you know, the game was over and we were going back to Buffalo. We were told that at some point in the night. We went into the post-game media room. We gathered our things. We came out. We were... We had to stand, me, the other radio people, engineers, we had, um, there were video people and camera people, social media. We had to stay in the hallway. We couldn't even go like near the locker room. They wanted all of the players and coaches and staff out of there 
before we even went into that spot where we could see them coming out of the locker room, essentially. They didn't really want anybody talking to anybody. Um, obviously, I don't think anybody was anyway going to do that. It was very somber. Everybody was on their phones, checking in. I'm calling my wife, giving her an update. I'm coming home tonight. It's going to be a little bit late. We finally did you know, be able to get to the staging area for the bus. We go on the bus. I was on my bus for probably an hour and a half before we moved. And the reason, and you know, it's confusion. Like what's going on? Why are we not moving? I'm not, nobody's mad confusion. It's not frustration. It's, you know, we're just wondering what's happening by this time. It's probably 1130 at night. Now we know why though, because Stefan Diggs and some players went to the hospital, as you guys know. So did Sean McDermott. They waited for all of them to come back to the buses and they were on the buses, and then we rolled out at about 12.30 to go to the airport and get on the charter, and everybody flew back except for, I believe, GM Brandon Bean, maybe some medical staff, and um, DeMar's family was there, but I believe every coach and every player otherwise um, was on that charter. And to answer your question, look, I mean, it was just very quiet. It was very somber, and I would say a night game anyway. Everybody's exhausted and doing work, and that's generally the case, but I don't think anybody wanted to talk to anybody and wanted to just sit with their own thoughts and do their own work and figure out what was next. Wow. Uh, Sal, thank you for the firsthand account of everything that went on. Now, I do have one kind of half-assed, jokey question for you. (laughs) What is taller, Sal Capaccio or the amount of snow in Buffalo? (laughs) Ooh, I'm taller, but there are snow drifts three or four times my size. I will tell you that. Wow. It was insane. It's all gone, though, guys. It's all gone. All of that snow that was here is all gone. We got into the 50s for a couple of days. It literally lasted a week, but it was a horrific situation here. Um, I believe, unfortunately, I'll have to say, I believe I read the death toll is now at 42 from the blizzard. Um, Literally people freezing in their cars, unfortunately, um, being found like the next day. Um, There's been a lot of people having heart attacks trying to snowblow or shovel or things like that. There's been a lot of different people found in their homes because they had no power and they, and they froze um, and couldn't had, and, and couldn't, you know, didn't have any food and things like that. I mean, couldn't get out. It's horrific. It really was. And, you know, on top of everything that's happened in Buffalo this year, you know, we had the, um, the racist mass shooting back in the supermarket in May. Uh, we had the game that was moved. We had uh, this blizzard with all the deaths here. Now everybody's going through this. So, no, going back to that mental health component, right? I mean, you know, it's 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 important to, that that those resources are available for people because here in Buffalo we're going through it. Um, so to spin it back to what you asked was a lot of snow, a lot of snowballs with me and my nine-year-old son. Um, you know, but uh, all that's pretty much gone now, and it's been a very rainy last couple of days. Wow. Well, Sal, thanks, man. We really appreciate it. I know we normally have a lot of fun during these, but uh, a great yeah. firsthand account. We thank you. God bless, and uh, I know we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Yeah, for sure, guys. For sure. Thanks a lot for having me. Thanks, there it goes Sal Capaccio. Wow. Who, uh, I mean, that Jeez. is. I mean, that that's way that, heavier than I thought it was going to uh, be. Way listen, heavier you're right. than I thought. I, does it change the way? That's why I'm glad we had him on because we're just us doing a lot of us. I have a lot of assumptions, and this is what it's like. And we weren't there. We weren't on the bus. We weren't in the locker room. We weren't on the field. Does it change the way you view Sunday's game? Uh, I was okay with sort of what went down, um, but I didn't, you know, there were certain things like I didn't know the Bills plane waited for those guys who'd gone to the hospital. I thought they were doing their own thing and they got plenty of money to charter a flight back or whatever, whenever they need to get back. So I thought Steph Diggs was still there and they would give a a superstar like that kind of leeway to be able to do it. But, you know, the one piece that he dropped that really hit me was the... 
these guys are on the field maybe thinking they're going to play, and they could see the ambulance still. Well, I mean. That is something. He's right, though. That's just the way it is. You just wait and move the drill, get the, move the ambulance in move this case. Move the drill. You're, yeah, you're right. It's and the they just, move right, the drill ready. mentality. And there's, because usually, yeah, it, it is, that's an intense, you know, breakdown of what happened. It very much is. And a great job by our friend Sal Capaccio. Uh, we think we might have a new name for You Got Something. Yeah. But also within this, we have audio from Zach Taylor as well. And we'll continue to break that down as uh, Gresh and Foye get ready to head out of here next. The exclusive home for Patriots Monday. And Friday. Do your job, job, job. Well, Dynasty continues. W-E-E-I. W-E-E-I. New England Sports Original. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medella is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Type that into your app search, then download. Gresh and Fourier on W-E-E-I. Soon to be renamed, you got something. It is brought to you by Unified Office. If you run a business, you know the rough impact the labor shortage can have on your customer's phone experience. Unified Office specializes in keeping businesses from losing incoming customer calls and revenue. Learn more at unifiedoffice.com. All right, a couple things. Number one, Christian Fourier had a great idea. Yeah. Oh, look at that, huh? So the uh, this you guys, we want to rename. This we, will be we renamed. Like this segment. We just want to. We're going to keep it the same. We just want to rename it. That's right. Get a fresh coat of paint, right? So I figured, you know, like maybe you tell me what you think about. I don't know what your old intro was, but I, I do remember it. But let's try. What if this was our new intro? Are you done? Are, are you done? Are you done? Okay, okay. Are you done? You done, right? You done, right? Are you done? Are you done? Okay, okay. I like Are it. Are you done? Are you done? And I'd be like, no, actually, I'm not done, Billy. Because what I wanted to do was, was share my, I told you that I'm taking typing lessons because I don't know how to type. Uh, Billy, Fourier showed me the program well, look, look he is Twitch. learning to type with. Okay, so Coop's in the back. I had, I had Coop find it, right? So it's basically just typing.com. It is okay? hooked on phonics for <laughs> yeah, typing. I can't type. I search it, Peck, and I don't know, Coop's not bringing it up. There it is. Look. That's basically what I'm doing. J, J, J. I start with the J's, then I do the F's. Right? If you want to hear what it sounds like, uh, R to type the R. Yeah. <laughs> a to type the A. K 
yeah. to type the K. I yeah. mean, this is like, this yeah. is kindergarten yeah. level typing right yeah. now. I'm telling you, I can't. Look, J, 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 just a bunch of J's in unison. God forbid you have to capitalize one of those. Oh, no, oh, no, look. Your head goes, <laughs> oh, look at that. You get stars. You get like awards. They, it, it, guess, it, rages, it gauges your speed. Now I do the F. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it tells you to F. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> It'll probably take me a year to get through this course. What do your hands Where, look like? Do you have any crooked fingers from football? No, no. I have no look great. You're not like John Anderson no, or Wiggy. Yeah, or no, Tory Holt. Yeah, have that ganglion finger. So are you done? Uh, I'm not done, but I'm going to ask Billy Lanny if he is done. I'm done. You're done? Yeah. All right. Zach Taylor is the head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals. And for the first time since what went down on Monday Night Football, Zach Taylor spoke about his interaction on the field with the Bills and with their head coach, Sean McDermott. You know, it came together with Sean McDermott and the officials kind of led the way there. And, and it was determined, you know, just to just to take a few moments as teams to, to just process what had happened and separate and go to our sidelines and uh, just take a few moments to process because no one had had that chance. You know, I, I look at Sean and those players – all they were doing is looking at their teammate and their brother and, and hoping for the best there. That's the only thing going through their minds. I, I didn't say a word to anybody the entire time except for TB, um, who, who knew DeMar, and, and I could tell that he was going through it. So I could just see the expressions on Jordan Poyer's face and Josh Allen's face and TB's face. And so you're processing just uh, um, you know how, how uh, awful the situation was. We separated his teams. Uh, the officials, again, did a great job of coming over to me and saying, hey, um, you know, they're, they're still trying to process this moment here, uh, Coach McDermott and their team. And so um, instead of playing telephone on separate sidelines, the decision was made just to go over there and, and make sure we're all, you know, talking together. And, and I won't disclose um, any of the private conversations Sean and I had except for this. When I got over there, uh, the first thing he said was, I need to be at the hospital tomorrow. And I shouldn't be coaching this game. And so that, to me, provides all the clarity. Because there, there was no uh, unprecedented is the word that gets thrown out a lot about this situation, because that's what it is. Uh, but in that moment, he really uh, showed who he was, that, that all his focus was just on DeMar and being there for him, and being there for his family at the hospital. And, and at that point, um, I think everybody everything trended in the, in the direction it needed to trend. And uh, so That's amazing. Yeah. I, I, I always liked Sean McDermott. Uh, I kind of staled on him a little bit last year during his post-game press conference after the Patriots beat him in that snow game. They only threw it three times. Um, but, man, I tell you what, he's right. That was the right call. I don't think anyone told him to do it. He just understood the severity of the situation. When you know, Because I think, I don't know if a lot of coaches would sit there and be like, all right, he's, they, most of them would be like, okay, he's okay. He's in. He's in good hands, right? I'll see him when the game's over, mm-hmm. right? He's like, listen, I'm not even going to play this game. I'm going there now. I think that's, I mean, it's amazing. The whole story is is insane. Yeah, in the last half hour, we have very much learned a lot about not only the reality of the situation, but in also in hearing that from Zach Taylor, that leads me to believe that there might be I'm I'm fuzzier now more than ever on the whole. What? Did the NFL say five minutes or not? Kind of thing. Um, because I don't now in listening to Sal a little bit and in listening to that from Zach Taylor on the whole. 
hey, these guys are still processing it. Like, no yeah. one went to him and yeah, said, hey, right. we're playing. Imagine, like, I just don't feel how they would sit there and anyone would feel like they could get ahead of it. Like, hey, let's, you know what, let, let's let's tell the public five minutes. Right. So it's got to be, and maybe you believe, you, you know, you take a chance this time, you believe Troy Vincent. And maybe it's, it's some knucklehead as much who's, as I hate. who's in the truck that says, you know, guys, this I've done this a thousand times. It's my 25th year producing games for ABC. Five minutes, and then they'll go. Here's how it normally works. Yeah. Yada, yada, yeah. yada, and then everything changes. Uh, good job by Terp and Billy today. If something went wrong, blame them. Tomorrow, Michael Irvin, the playmaker, joins us at 1.30. Our buddy Andrew Raycroft will move to Friday when, of course, it'll be a Patriots Friday, or at least we hope. Uh, and that is it for Foyer and I. Make sure you give us follows on Twitter and Instagram on Twitter, Gresh Foyer, W-E-E-I. On Instagram, Gresh and Foyer. We'll be back tomorrow at 10 a.m. Arcand and Mega or next. Are you done? Are, are you done? Are you done? Okay. Okay. Are you done? You done, right? You done, right? Are you done? Are you done? Okay. Okay. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.